thank you for joining us, Andreas. How are you doing? Thanks for inviting me. I'm I'm good. Just home from training two hours ago. Training process is good, and looking forward already to show some good performances for this Olympic year. I wanted to start with the beginning. When did you start running? I started running when I was about 12, 13 years old. I was faster than all my classmates and I didn't train at this time. I thought, okay, I can go to the club and try it more like, not professionally, but uh, try it a little bit. I saw that I had some talent and uh, yeah, basically I stayed with the sport since yeah 2002 so nearly 20 years for me already in running i would say i have a little bit more than than one decade of professional running now yeah you always uh, were better than people from your own age let's say uh, for me for example it's more like i'm a like kind of a late starter i was i was okay compared to my classmates in the beginning of course it was good but and i was specializing on the 1500 meters back then and from there on i was like an average running in youth but then i started doing like uh, becoming national champion the next year i was qualifying for a european championships one year later I qualified for olympic games and so i wasn't the best runner when i was young but i had a steep performance increase after that so um yeah that's maybe a motivation to never give up in the in the beginning but i stayed with the sports and i had a lot of guys who were faster than me when we were 16 17 15 whatever but um yeah at some point they stopped and i was going to to international events in the end and how how is it right now because you are austrian champion mm -hmm. uh, do you do you have people to train with it's generally, it's not that easy in running. We have some good runners in Austria, but most of them are currently doing the marathon. So the longer distances and in track racing, what I do, it's more like 1500 meters, 5,000 meters, and sometimes 10,000 meters on the track are my main distances. And we don't have a lot of guys doing that. So sometimes in the like base phases, the endurance phases of training, I can go together with the marathon guys like I did today so we we can train a little bit and the longer runs but the specific runs for example for 5000 meters training 1500 meters training I often do that alone because we don't have any guys we can train together so I would say that's a problem in mo most of the smaller countries that under 14 under 16 and under 18 I was like more like average, I would say. So I was not like the big talent or oh, he's going to Olympics or he's going to be a national champion or whatever. So it was more like a little bit later for me, I had to, to get into running. I needed some time from 2009. That was the year when I first became a national champion. What was it? Uh, 20 years of age for me. And that's the year when I started like, yeah, more or less performance oriented running. I was doing more more trainings, more workouts. There are not enough runners also in the same location. So it's not easy, but you also learn to yeah, be on your own, um, get a little bit tougher also mentally. So yeah, basically that was my way so far. But um, I think I'm a kind of a guy who can uh, train very well when he's alone. So um, yeah, that was fine for me. And But of course, I use training camps. Um, I talk with other international guys from other countries. And um, so we, we come together and at least on the training camps for a month, one month or so we can train together and prepare together for, for the upcoming season. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Back to today, uh, how was your training this morning and what did you do? Um, today, for example, I met with a, a marathon runner from, our, from Austria 
and uh, my training was uh, 15 kilometers. Um, the first 5k were about um, three uh, minutes, uh, 10 second pace per k, and the last 10k were about um, 305 per k. So in the end, it was 15 kilometer run um, around 37, I think it was in the end. So it's not, not an like really easy run anymore. It's a, a faster run, but it's not highly intensive, but it's, um, I'm currently preparing for like the outdoor season, which is about to start in, yeah, in the middle of May. So I have some time left. Some, I'm really focusing on the base training and the endurance training at the moment. Basically, as I said, I was going for the 1500, mainly in the beginning and around, I would say 2018, I, I started changing after two, nine years of, of middle distance running. I started focusing more on the 5,000 meters because, um, yeah, when you get older, you're not getting, getting more speed, you're not getting faster in the lower, dis in the shorter distances. So, uh, I made the decision to focus more on the 5k and, um, yeah, that's the, yeah, distance I'm competing in at the moment, I'm focusing on, and also the distance I'm hopefully um, competing in in the Olympic Games this year. What's your favorite training? I'd say my favorite trainings are like these intermediate long runs. So sometimes the easy runs can be a bit boring, and sometimes easy running feels really is not that easy because you it doesn't feel so so easy um and on the other side high intensive trainings um they can be quite cruel and tough so my favorite training is actually like the immediate runs for me it's somewhere like i don't know 320 three around three and a half minutes per per k and that's the pace which is still really easy but on the other side you already feel like you're running a little bit and it's not too slow so these are basically my favorite uh, workouts so these are quite important. So if people only focus on like the fast workouts and kill themselves on the track or on the road or wherever, but, um, after, after, like I said, about more, more than one decade of running, I know the importance of, of easy runs or of intermediate runs of basic endurance training. So these are, yeah, I would say these are my favorite workouts. Uh, how often do you train and how many kilometers a week do you run? Uh, depends, of course, a little bit on the part of the season, but uh, usually I have, I would say, nine to 12 workouts a week and somewhere from 100 to 150 kilometers per week, depending on the yeah, uh, part of the season. Maybe exception is, is like competition weeks. I have, of course, less than 100 kilometers. Sometimes I have easy day, just half an hour running or so. But the, the normal week is summer, I would say 100 to 150 Ks per week. Very important that I have a coach who, who knows the specific needs of an athlete because it's different for, from, uh, for example, I need a lot of endurance training and I cannot do too much intensive workouts because I will, other guys maybe need um, a longer period of um, specific workouts. So, um, yeah, it's very important for me that I, my, like my coach understands what I need in training. And that's basically why I, I didn't really change coaches uh, so far in my career. Big picture, the many years of training, of experience, of, of learning. I think that's the most important th thing of running. And um, I think that's in the end is what, what, what makes you a good runner. 
course to say, okay, what was the maybe the mistake? What can I do better next time? And in the end, you have to do these mistakes. Uh, it's great to have a good coach with good experience who can uh, give you the base layer, I would say. But in the end, you everyone is individual and you have to find out for yourself what's the perfect training you need, what's the perfect setup you need. And in the end, that's what uh, yeah makes it makes you a good runner. So uh, find out what's good for you. An important part I always give to to other runners is that um, yeah listen to your body, learn to get this this feeling of your body. Then you can no no coach can know your body as good as you can. So you have things you either improve or you fail. And when you fail, you have to learn, analyze, and see okay what can I do better. And by failing, you're also improving. So in the end. Um, you prepare your uh, race tactics or your race plan? Uh, I have an intuitive race plan in my head, I would say. Um, during the race, I already have, based on my uh, previous um, races, previous workouts I did, um, I have a feeling what I want to do, what I can do, what's realistic for me. And based on that, I shape this um, imagination in my head of how the or how I want the race uh, go and a big mental aspect and seeing the races in my head and visualizing uh, the times I want to run I visualize the places I want to be in and how it should be of course you always have to have a plan b or a slightly different option because um, it's never a, you will never have a perfect race in your life or you will never have a race that's exactly as you expected but um, yeah, in the end, you have to back to the, 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 the body you need to have. I talked about just a, one, a minute ago that you have no, okay, I did trainings. Um, these workers were really good. So you, you need that feeling of your body to make realistic goals because if they're too high, you basically fail every time and you get demotivated. And if low, I think you're not as much as you could over the time so um, yeah basically that's that's more or less how it worked for me at least keep uh, motivated you already mentioned something but maybe you can uh, a little bit more about about it uh, is is to have um, goals in front of me i want to achieve so do like just running and say let's okay let's go run and see what happens and I don't want to run for any specific reason um it's like okay I have in my case uh, games this year um, I wanted to qualify for it when I qualified I want to compete in it and have um, the best performance possible for me and after that I will have new goals and maybe I'm saying okay I'm trying other distances I have other championships, um, competitions, I want to be good at, I want to do a, a new the best, whatever. So I always need some kind of specific goal in front of me I can um, follow. Because if I'm training hard and I have to suffer in training and I don't even know what I'm training for, that would be not possible for me. Uh, so I'm staying motivated by the fact that I have goals. And on the other side, I stay motivated because as I always will fail at some point in your races or in your sports career or in your training or whatever but have to see okay failed but for most cases or in every case it was more like an extra motivation to accept that i like i'm bad or i did something wrong or i can accept it but i want to improve it for the next time so uh, two sides i have my realistic goals specific goals on the one side and on the other side i'm trying to improve out of my failures and 
out of my let's say bad races and so i'm never 100 satisfied and that's what basically keeps me motivated also to soft trading and to do trading today when it's zero degrees and it's snowing a little bit and it's windy and yeah but i'm trading for the long term then i'm hopefully on the on the starting line of the olympic games i know what i did it for uh, how did you became vegan I, um, in 18 um, in May of 2018, I became vegan, so it's around three years now. I was vegetarian before for about one and a half years. And in the end, the, the, the reasons for me were um, ethical reasons and also um, some environmental motivations. So Aaron, um, I thought, or I had the, an ethical motivation um, in the beginning, um, I didn't know at that point about like dairy industry, egg industry and all this stuff, but it was always like ethically motivated for me. Um, and when you get into it, also with being vegetarian, you um, get new information, you look at videos, get um, other, other stuff, and you get a lot of information about the topic. I found out what I just mentioned, how dairy industry works and all that stuff. So at, at one there was where I said, okay, I'm, I'm supporting something which goes against all my, my ethical beliefs. So that's where was the point when I said, okay, I cannot do this anymore. So that's um, basically the point when I decided to become vegan. And um, yeah, well, basically from their side, but um, yeah, best decision ever. A meal plan, uh, do you count calories or do you eat when you feel hungry or how do you uh, do deal with it? Uh, doing it very intuitive. So I don't have any meat or I don't have any nutrition coach who gives me um, anything I should follow specifically and I don't count calories and I also really don't do like all these cakes and whatever stuff is around there all this nutrition extra nutrition stuff I'm basically very intuitive so um, you have to get the information you have to be informed about what options you have or what you should look at specifically when you're um, going vegan or when you're eating plant-based and for me it's yeah it's it's normal already I don't think about it a lot so I have my basic stuff around which is like grains legumes uh, veggies nuts seeds and all that stuff and just randomly throw them together it's a nice meal it's 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 cheap it's a good portion good quantity which is important for me of course as an as an athlete it's about to double the amount of an average person and um yeah that's basically it for me it's a little bit you could I'm very very have a very good feeling for my body in running and which workouts i need it's the same for nutrition i know when i'm high i know what my body needs and uh, based on that i i could get the the best results i must say the athletes um getting getting vegan or at least um, eating plant-based and um yeah so from a federation perspective they don't have a big direction they're going from a nutritional standpoint but in general i would say the interest is is, is getting bigger every year uh, point that you should never underestimate the impact you're having on other people's life or the influence on the life um eat anymore or they are getting uh for example milk out of their diet so 
basically my main goal I try to achieve as a, a sports pers person um, that I can be like kind of a good example for people. I can show them, okay, I'm, I'm the best runner of my country. I can do national records and I don't need to eat any, any animal products. And I think most people, 99% of people understand the ethical perspective and are on your side, but they don't have the information. They, have, they don't have the experience yet to, um, to fully grasp the, the vegan life. They think it's very expensive or it's very uh, hard to do. It's, uh, I don't see any nutrients or stuff like that. So I have a lot of people came to talk to and at some point they said, okay, I'm now vegetarian or I'm now vegan or I put this and that animal product out of my, my diet. So um, it's, yeah, that's basically uh, the best moments when you see that you can positively influence someone's life. And I'm, I'm always happy to share my experience and share my uh, yeah, knowledge I got on the topic make uh, youtube videos on uh, candies candy yeah. tech uh, yeah. can, you, can you tell something uh, about it um yeah it's i don't know i mean it's it's a funny point from sometimes i have the feeling that more people on instagram know my candy checks than they know my my like my running <laughs> but um basically i i think i saw it an, an american channel who did this who like tried different candy and presented them on on instagram so i thought okay um on the i was always kind of a guy who liked a lot of candy like a lot of chocolate and stuff like that so i said okay i can for me to try all the different stuff there's a lot of new stuff coming every month every year and um, then now I'm, I'm obviously um, only presenting vegan candy, which can be uh, interesting for people because they think, okay, when you're vegan, you cannot eat any chocolate, you cannot eat ice cream, you cannot eat whatever. But I already checked now how much hundred vegan vegan candies now. And on the other side, it's maybe the, the, the perspective that I'm also showing people it's not like um, when you're professional or just, just when you're a normal sports person, you don't need to um live like this um oh, oh my god i cannot eat any candy i cannot eat any sugar i will die and i will get better just want to show the people when you have a good base layer which in this case is a a, a good nutrition base um then if if you do 10 or 20 percent if of your nutrition is junk food you are not going to die and you're not going to have um catastrophic performance in whatever sports you do so it's it's the fun perspective because i like candy and i like to try different candies so i can show it to people and on the other side it's showing people that it's life 100 percent uh, about not doing any any candies or whatever but um you have to do everything in moderation and when you have a good balance everything is possible and that's what i'm also in some some way trying to show people here and what's your favorite candy <laughs> it's it's really hard to say so i tried so many different stuff but what i do most of the time i don't know if international people know it, it's it's um, a so it's basically wafers with um, hazelnut filling hazelnut cream filling it's one of the traditional foods or traditional candy from from vienna in austria and it's 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 really good and also, also, most of people are surprised because it's, I don't know how old uh, the mana wafers are already, basically, uh, I guess, more than 100 years or whatever. 
but they are more or less vegan since the beginning and the most of most of the people didn't realize it so they um it's the class that they, the, if there are some person uh, or some people who really like this this uh, mana wafers and um, you would say would you try it in vegan they would say oh no i don't like vegan and they they don't even realize that they have been vegan all the way like it's the same for oreos i think most people don't realize <laughs> but um yeah maybe that's my favorite candy but in general um i just like, try new stuff and at the moment it's it's really hard for me to keep up we have so many new ice creams so many new chocolates and whatever coming in, in vegan versions so it's a really really nice time to be alive as a candy checker i'd say <laughs> you go on trips as well um yeah i try to it's, it's a little bit harder this year or the last year already because of corona but um basically when i'm around i, I try to find a little time spot maybe uh before races or after the races where i can go to the local supermarkets and can find the the local foods it's not always easy it gets better because you have the um like this international vegan sign you have on foods um but um yeah sometimes i have to read the labels which can be a bit hard when you're in different countries and they don't have it in german or english but um yeah i always try to let's say explore cultures and try the candy also yeah if you ever are in the netherlands just let me know and i'll try to get you some uh, some new stuff perfect then i will ask you next time i've been i don't know i've been so many times question mm -hmm. are you going to beat uh, mike foppen in the next race <laughs> we will see i try to if i if I can achieve it, it would be great because he's such a strong guy, one of the best runners uh, at the moment in Europe. So if I can beat him, I will have a really good performance myself. So um, yeah, we will see. I would like to to face him in, in Tokyo this year and then we can see who's faster. Okay, uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. I really liked uh, speaking to you and uh, good luck with uh, qualification.